Watch the video version of this podcast at olderandwiser.com. So I don't know about you, but I'm still not uh, set up with the time change. I still don't know what time it is. How about you? I don't understand this. First of all, me, miss not technology so much. (laughs) Most of the things that I have already change by themselves. My phone changes by itself. My clock by my bed does. TV, I don't do anything with. Computer, I don't do anything with. I have a couple of, I have a watch, one watch that I wear a lot. Um, and then the others, as I wear them, I'll change them. Um, but you had to change the watch. It's yeah. Not, to me, I don't understand what the big deal is, really. I understand if you have to get up a certain time and you have to have kids out the door and all of that. And then and everybody goes to bed at exactly the same time. I don't. I just find it complicated. We're going to talk about that today on Older and Wiser. Uh, please say hello to Susan Sikora. She's up there in Northern California for already, us. Uh, already ranting. Already ranting. And I'm Bob Bates uh, here in Los Angeles. And so today we start off by talking about uh, changing the clocks. I have a clock in my kitchen that's a little too high to reach, so I would have to get up on a ladder to change it. And every time we change to daylight savings or back, I go for a week or so being late to things because I look at the kitchen clock and it's wrong. Drives me crazy. Can we get rid of it? There's an easy solution. Stop daylight savings time. Well, that or just change all your clocks at one time, including the one in the kitchen. And maybe, can you take that clock that is giving you the problem and lower it a bit? Maybe that's the key. Right, right, right. I have a a clock in my bathroom, believe it or not. It was one of those cheapo things. You know, you put a battery. It's big. I can see it from afar. And, but I can reach it. Yeah. So you just change it. Yeah. I may be... I acknowledge I may be making too big a deal out of this little uh, annoyance that happens every six months when we do this. Scheme of things that have to be done that are a pain. (laughs) If you have a flat tire and you have to change it. That would be worse. You know, if you have to shovel snow, God forbid. That would be worse. You're right. You're right. That would be worse. Changing the clocks. Give me a break. Everybody's whining about this. I am overreacting. In a recent survey of 2,000 adults, one poll uh, found out that 40% of respondents would prefer a year-round form of daylight savings time. So about less than half, the other half probably just don't care. Uh, There are places who do, I think Arizona does it. And I can tell you that when um, my husband and I lived in St. Thomas many moons ago, uh, and I'm, I'm assuming it's still the same. I don't think they've changed it. They never changed clocks. We never changed clocks down there. Oh, is that right? And how was your life affected by that? Did, did you, was it bad? I, well, I thought, oh, the people in the States are changing their clocks tonight. Certain times of the year, I guess, uh, it's a little darker in the morning or a little darker in the evening. And, you know, you just coped with it. I think the dark in the morning thing is a problem because um, I remember subbing a couple of times I got up and I thought, oh, it's dark out. But how long is that going to last? It's probably not even 15 minutes to a half an hour. And then you're right back where you were. So I do find it a little depressing for it to start to get dark at three in the afternoon. And that's been happening. Yeah. 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 It's not three. Four. The day is almost over and we haven't even made it to happy hour. 
you can take a nice picture then because wasn't it didn't they always tell you i'm sure somebody told you this you and i both worked on evening magazine at at different places and i have to say they i remember going out with some guys who really taught me a lot and the cameraman said four o'clock is the magic hour and sure because the sun's not bright it's not terribly garish yes flattering but it's light enough it's it's soft that's the time to take pictures so i guess you got it yeah there's the advantage so it's three o'clock now According to this survey, it takes an average of 66 hours or more than two and a half days for people to adjust to a new routine after the clocks change. I don't get that. Well, I do because it's been a week and I'm still not on the right time on all my clocks. So I don't know. This is is a problem, isn't it? (laughs) I came across this interesting uh, little item in a BuzzFeed. Uh, This is an item where they ask their readers to come up with some things that we used to do, but we don't do anymore. Uh, Now, for you and I, nostalgia, if you think of the era that's nostalgic for us, I guess it's the 70s or the 60s, maybe the 50s even, perhaps, for you. (laughs) Um, Um, I'll let that pass. (laughs) Let's go down this list of uh, things that are nostalgic to Gen Xers. Uh, that we remember and kind of miss as well, like video rental stores. Remember those? I liked video rental stores. It made me feel like I was going to, we're going to get a pizza and we're going to stop at Blockbuster. And that'll be our big night. Yeah, that was was the big night. But no wonder you have problems with the clock. All right, never mind. Go Uh, ahead. uh, A handwritten list of phone numbers. Yeah, we keep everything in our in our phones or our, our digital phones today. So nobody ever writes. The problem down is sometimes I update something on my laptop, and yes, I hate to tell you, here's a boomer classic that didn't make the list. I have an actual hard copy address book. Oh, you do? That's great. That's great. Yeah, most people don't have that. Well, because I have that just in case. You know, yeah. if there's a storm and this goes out, and I need to get a number. Get, then you, there's a problem. We've talked about that before. Yeah, we nobody remembers any phone numbers anymore. Uh, rushing to the bathroom during a commercial break. Uh, you know, I kind of still do that. I mean... <laughs> You're still watching broadcast TV. Yeah, unless they record everything. But then the, here's the problem with... And this started with... Remember when you first got a, a video cassette recorder? When you yes. had VHS, right? Okay. Yeah. And then a friend of ours said, oh, you've got to get it. It's great. The only problem is you've got to record everything and then you're going to have a stack of tapes, tapes at that time yeah, yeah. and CDs. And then you got to watch it. So now I have to book time to watch it. It's easier for me to just say, what time is this on? If it's convenient for me, I'll watch it then. Uh, the Marie Kondo of watching TV. Sort yes. of the, the, the no correct. no frills, no. Um, calling collect or buying a phone card. Remember when we have to we used to dial the eight hundred number and then we dial our number in off the eight hundred number. Remember that? No, I didn't do that. Oh, oh you didn't. That yeah, was a it, that was a sprint actually started with mm-hmm. that calling card business. That's how they got into business. Initially. Isn't that something that would probably come up for people who have kids who went away to school, maybe? I college? had one of those cards when I went off to college. Yes, okay. yes. So I yeah, could call no, I home. My, my, my parents were not cool with me having a, a card. to Wait, me. when you went to college, how old are you? Oh, I'm 38. Yeah, right. Um, what when about? your daughters went to college, that was what I was assuming well, you would say. In your day, when you called home from college, you'd have to call the operator and get him to ring up Sarah. I'd have to wait to use the, the phone in the dorm, one phone 
on the floor. Yeah, and it was a rotary dial. Oh, um, you betcha. Yeah. Uh, smoking and non-smoking sections in restaurants. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Uh, who needs to smell smoke while you're eating? I don't I'm even glad know that's gone. Yeah. It's, I'm happy those are gone. Yeah. I wonder how many people by percentage smoke today compared to how they used to do so in the 70s. I'm I would guess less. I would I guess less. less. But yeah. then again, it could be because of where we live. I don't know. Um I, you know, the last time I really saw it, and this was a couple of, I hate to say it, a couple of class reunions ago, and they were increments of five years. Um, I saw it there. When I went to my first one years and years ago, I saw everybody was smoking. And then I noticed it was, uh, I think it was just the women or just the Yeah, men. it's different than California, too, than it is on the East Coast. I get concerned when I see somebody younger, especially, smoking. Like science deniers. It's like, I don't believe in science. You know, it's so or I haven't read evident. about it, or I didn't get the memo. I didn't mean, hear. I wasn't educated. Yeah. Uh, public phone booths. Remember walking into the glass booth? I'm sure you've done this. Walked into one of those little glass booths on the street, shut the door. It was like a little accordion door. And you get in there and you make, you get the dirty old handset off the phone and you put your coins in. Yeah, if you had the coins, you had to have coins. Kids will never know. Anymore. Uh, I don't carry even coins in my, in my pocket anymore. I don't think and I have The coins. thing that finally stopped me from doing that was the advent of credit card parking meters because I did oh, keep okay. coins for parking meters for years mm. after needing coins. But for a parking meter, you still had to plug in quarters, but now you don't. So that's good. Right. Um, carrying change in case of an emergency. Did you ever put a dime in your penny loafers to make an emergency call to mom and dad? Oh, God. Yeah, probably when I was... <laughs> Nine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was penny mean. loafers. I'm still thinking a... about the penny loafers. <laughs> I remember buying music on CDs, like going to the store. Yes, and buying I, you know what? I have a bunch of those. And I went through the other day and I thought, I'm going to go through the, I, I don't read these. I've got a pile of them in a little basket. And I thought, now what am I going to do? Listen to all of them. I'm going to go, you know what? Put them in a bag and donate them somewhere. Yeah. Uh, having an AOL mail account. Remember, remember, people used to have AOL.com email. Um, I still do. <laughs> I know. You know what? It's not a big deal. I remember when everybody said, "Oh, AOL, you must be old," and then I realized there were other people who had AOL, and I thought, "This is a thing." It's sometimes people make it a thing because they're trying to sell you another thing. Well, AOL was the original email for the masses. It was the first time, it was my first email address as well, because it was an easy, uh, it was an e easy to sign up for. Uh, and um, I still somewhere have any, an AOL account that I haven't accessed in years. So I, I use sure. mine still. And I, you know, if there's a reason to change it, I would, but um, in all honesty, then I got to let everybody know I changed it. And, yeah, you know, and, and then if it's people I didn't talk to in a while, then they're going to call me and how are you doing? And it's not that I don't want to hear from them, <laughs> but I really don't necessarily want to hear from all of them at one time. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, this next item comes to us from playusa.com. They did a big survey on the current state of tipping in 2022, you know, we've come through the pandemic. There was some weird feelings about tipping during the pandemic. Some people were tipping more, some people were tipping less. Uh, 
but they just this did this survey of a thousand Americans just to get the sense of where things are now. A couple of facts that I thought were interesting. 86% consider themselves to be a good tipper. Like, I guess who wouldn't think they're a good tipper? Do you think you're a good tipper? I think I'm a fair tipper. What what do you tip? What percentage? Um, a lot of times it's um, it's usually close to 20%. Yeah. Uh, 20% is considered the standard now, although recently I heard that that's considered too low and that you're supposed to tip 25%. But I, I Well, why don't I just go to the restaurant and go in the kitchen and make the meal myself? <laughs> Come on. Seriously? I, yeah. Listen, I understand that the people who are in this situation where you would tip them are doing jobs that are not only labor intensive and hard, but also they don't always get, they're not getting paid. Yeah, like they deserve, they, they deserve. Yeah, yeah there's yeah, lots of reasons. So, yeah. According to this, 47% of people tip 20%. 15% of uh, people tip more than 20%. More than 20%. 15% of people tip more well, than 20%. These are people who have money. Yeah. Yeah, and they, they're feeling especially generous. I will occasionally tip more than 20% um, if, if I'm in the right situation. And it's a situation where I'm feeling bad for people who've come through the pandemic, 37% of uh, people tip 15% or less. Now, if I'm tipping someone who brings me groceries, I don't do a percentage of what I'm spending on the groceries. Because no, 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 no. That would be because groceries are so expensive. You could spend a couple hundred dollars on groceries. Although, honestly, I don't know how much you should tip for groceries. Okay, I do a flat. You know what? I do a flat rate, and I don't get a ton of groceries. I get a couple of bags of things. Um, Eighty-three percent of people tip at sit-down restaurants. That means another almost twenty percent don't tip at sit-down restaurants. How do you I would not never do that. leave a tip? If That's I it, listen, if I couldn't afford to go to a sit-down restaurant and include the tip as well. I mean, at that point, it's probably not going to be that much more than your bill. I mean, yeah. your bill is significant, perhaps. If you go to a place that is a moderate um, price place, you know, then fine. I mean, the yeah. tip is going to be all that much anyway. So it, if you can't afford it all plus the tip, then don't go. Right. Wait till you can afford it. 49% don't tip with counter service, like at a Panera or a Chipotle. If no, you go because- to the counter- yeah, if you go up to the counter and read what you're going to order, and then they, would you, would you, tip? Probably not. I mean, if I'm getting the thing, and then they say number four, and I'm number four, and I go up there and I get it, I'm doing all the work. All but if they're bringing it out, if they have somebody's bringing it to your if table, somebody and brings you've got it a out, number, then yes, there's a feel tip like involved. you should, should tip be, I think. Yeah. 53% say they've stiffed a waiter for bad service at least once. Have you ever? No. You know Me what? Neither. I just make a mental note and say, uh, uh, this is the first and last time I'm here. Yeah. I've had bad service, of course, but I would never tip zero. And sometimes there are reasons. I mean, if it's a really um, heavy 
time to go eat. If you're eating at dinner time, it's a popular place and Absolutely. everybody's there and maybe somebody called in sick. You don't know all that, you know, you well, the rest of the story, as they say. So, um, you know, it may not be something that your server can control. They're doing and the that. tip is really part of their salary. I mean, that's the thing. And would you withhold someone's salary because they were having a bad day? No, you give them the salary and hope that they had a better day tomorrow. Or My feeling is if the service is bad, um, and I wanted, and I really liked the food there or the atmosphere there, everything else was good. I'd probably wait a while and I'd probably try it again because if the person is still there, then either they've gotten better or if they haven't, then they're not there. 27% uh, of us tip at Starbucks. That's not I as many Starbucks. as I, I I grind my own bean. <laughs> There's a practical reason. All right. I would not get behind the wheel of a car without caffeine in me. Okay, good. <laughs> Even to drive to Starbucks, you That's don't feel correct. qualified. If you're going to go to Starbucks, you got to drive there. Only 54% of us tip Uber drivers. That's surprising, I think. That's another half of people just, just stiff the Uber driver. If I were taking any kind of cab or service like that, I would tip. The, what about the pandemic? Did that change the way you tipped people? Did you feel more empathy for people because they were working during the pandemic? I It wouldn't change it. To me, if you've got to bring me groceries to my door and you come upstairs, um, it's, it's tough either way. They mm -hmm. may be used to doing it. They may be in better shape than I and all of that. But, um, you know, I still think it merits a tip either way. Okay. All right, finally today, um, I came across this item. It's not really a survey, but it was something I saw in Fast Company. And um, it's about a, a $5,000 mobile toilet. This is a porta potty that it's, it's a new way of using a porta potty, creating a porta potty, which I think really does need to be reinvented because these stinky old plastic porta potties that they have are. Not great, to be honest. Um, this porta potty, I'll show you the picture. It's made of glass and mirrors. I saw that. So, yeah, so that so that if it's sitting in a any sort of a public spot, it sort of reflects the environment around it. So it almost sort of uh, disappears and incorporates itself into the environment, which I think is really elegant. Um, it's also. Do you? It's also somewhat larger, do I? Well, I don't know. Is I assume eventually in an urban setting, people would start covering it with graffiti and the magic would be gone. Eventually. I I have visions of people who really have to go and they see this thing and they see a, yeah. a bunch of trees and they run into it and smack their heads on the, <laughs> on the mirror. I, I I don't get the mirror thing. I don't. I, it's oh, pretty, really? but it's okay. not practical at all. And who's going to who's gonna clean that mirror, by the way? It's going to have smudge marks all over oh, it. Oh, my God. I didn't think about the cleaning of the mirror. That would yeah, be and it's breakable. Well, it's breakable. You're right. So what about the animals? What about the animals in, let's say, in a in a forest, if you're doing this in like a state park or something? Yeah. And, you know, some, not a bear necessarily, but, you know, they go up to there and they think there's another animal there. And they, I, I, they I see themselves I like the in the reflection. I think it's a little too over the top. It's a little too foofy. And they need to... Um, they need to redesign it, I believe. I, I guess my problem is with whoever has designed this thing. Well, I, I, I just like the idea that somebody is thinking of alternatives to the uh, current state of the porta potty. 
Agreed. You really do have some serious uh, pooping and peeing issues in urban areas. Uh, we have no place to go. And even Starbucks, in many places, they're uh, pulling the public bathrooms that they have because yeah. people just come in off the street, of course. They don't buy anything. They just go into the bathroom and use the bathroom. Well, better not be a Starbucks where you go in and you tip them well last week. <laughs> That's right. We really have to come up with some better solutions. Downtown San Francisco tried for a while these sort of pods uh, that would sort of rotate. And I think they had cleaning some sort of water that would clean the inside automatically. Uh, they're gone now, I believe. They didn't. It didn't work out. I don't mistaken. know. Uh, yeah. What, what is your last experience in a porta potty? I'm trying to remember. I might have gone to a festival or something where that was the only option. And I thought, uh, you got to go quick. And you, you yeah, I mean, I you better need to go. go home. No, no, no. Hey, folks, we're about out of time. But before we go, we always ask Susan for her final thought for the day. So, Susan, what is it today? What do you think? Two things. That? First of all, go to the bathroom before you leave home. <laughs> Your mother probably said that a million times. Good. Secondly, um, I think next daylight savings time or standard time or whatever, just take a nap, Bob. Oh, you know, just the, 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 I just say the message of take a nap is really all I needed. So I'm with you. And I'm trying to take naps now without feeling guilty. So, oh, for goodness sakes, get rid of guilt. That's a waste of time. Take a nap. Take a nap. That, that from Susan Sakura. All right, folks, thanks for uh, watching. For all the stuff that matters uh, when you're 50 plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>